everyone, this is Tony, Dungeon Master for D&D Raw, and before we begin, I wanted to talk about the fantastic folks over at Tabletop Loot. There are a couple who sell and ship all sorts of loot, from t-shirts, mugs, tote bags, and most importantly, so many beautiful dice. We got to spend some time with these awesome folks at Gen Con this year, and you really need to check them out. Right now, you can go to tabletoploot.com and input the promo code RAW, R-A-W, in order to get 15% off any dice that you order from them. We've started using some of their orange sherbet dice during our games, but they have so many other amazing dice to choose from. Definitely check out tabletoploot.com. Use the promo code RAW to get 15% off all dice on their website. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you, Tabletop Loot. Also, don't forget, if you want access to behind-the-scenes content while earning our undying gratitude, we would be thrilled if you can support us on Patreon. So please check us out at patreon.com slash dndraw. Next, I'd like to thank our iTunes reviews. So thank you, first DM Nick. We really appreciate all the support we get for the show. We do put a lot of effort into the world building and into the details of the show. I really appreciate the fact that uh, you're enjoying this as much as we are. <laughs> we try hard to keep our audio crisp, make it sound good because we really want to make sure that not only are we enjoying ourselves and ha- creating a strong story that it actually sounds good to listen to, too. So thank you so much for the positive review. And thank you also to Rotato's podcast. Really appreciate that you're enjoying the synergy of the group. Glad that you're enjoying the storytelling. And we are so happy to keep going on this podcast. So thank you so much. Finally, I'd like to thank again our two of our patrons, our adventurer tier patrons, a Linux fan and Darkey. I hope I'm saying that right. I apologize if I don't. Thank you so much for supporting the show and supporting us on Patreon. We really appreciate it. Anyway, on to episode four of the Rumble Squad, not your performing monkey. With me today are the following players. Hi, I'm Nick. I'm playing Leuven Cromdell, the half-elf alchemist artificer. Hey, I'm Jane. I will be playing Nissa Turin, the gnome, arcane, trickster rogue. Hi, I'm Chris, and I will be playing Org Fireforge, the dwarven forge cleric. Hey, I'm Rachel, and I will be playing Elaine Fox, the human druid barbarian. Last time, the party learned that the wood elf they rescued had in fact used herself as bait in order to protect two little gnome children, Felver and Remy, from a roving band of orcs. The elven woman, Vashti, asked the party to escort the children back to Asenthios as she was not welcome there. The party agreed not to mention her name and brought the children to their mother, Isona, who invited the party to stay at her inn, the big child. They then learned several customs of the land, and were given a feast in thanks for rescuing the children. Afterwards, the group prepared to go join a party that was happening in the very center of town. And that is where we'll pick up with them now. All right, you guys are coming out, and you just hear cheers. And from the central platform, from where you're at, it's a little angled down towards you, but you see different stairways and bridges heading towards it. There seems to be all sorts that head towards the central platform, which is massive compared to the rest of the town. There are several platforms around this central one where you can see a bunch of people, It seems the ones around have some sort of games at them, but on the central one, there's singing and cheering and drinking and food and all sorts of stuff. And there's a bunch of soft glowing lights that just hang in the air all around it of varying colors, by the way. Like drift globes? Like dancing lights. And as you guys are kind of now where the sun has fully set, which you are now putting a couple things together that as the sun set is when you heard the three pops and you're able to, as you start to look down towards the platform, you see the massive lake below that is softly glowing with all forms of different lichen that just glow in the dark in an array of color. I wish it was not so dark, then I could paint this, but oh well, I'll just settle for watching. Yep. Are you guys heading towards the central platform? Oh yeah. Yeah. So, Auric, you're going to be working for a little bit. The rest of you all head to the platform and you see all sorts of games. You see a couple of things of like, test your skill with 
you know, throwing daggers. You actually see a couple cat people testing that one. You see, like, you know, a couple people that seem to be holding these what look like wooden staves and kind of like are trying to push each other off of these these um, <laughs> stools that are in a very safe central part, but it's not like they're going to push each other off of the platform. Maybe like an American gladiator? A little bit. You see like a table that's after a moment, you just hear one, two, and now, and they all chug. <laughs> off on one side, you actually see as well the t- tallest figure you've seen here but what looks to be an eight foot tall humanoid fully muscle bound and pale pale skin that is arm wrestling some people and after a moment you just see like a very large furred creature fur bulk humanoid that comes up and like is is trying his luck and takes a moment before the fur bulk loses and he gets his hand slammed against the table and all this is going around you you see a couple people playing cards some rolling dice some dancing. Are you guys all on the central platform? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Among the, the partiness. As you're all kind of staring for a moment, Nissa, for a very brief instant, you feel your arm get clasped and you get swung around as you're now suddenly dancing with uh, a forest gnome that's there, who then kind of seems to pass you off to another gnome as they're no. all doing the, you know, the wrap the arm around your arm yep. to try and, like, yep. help the you. The do Yep, do do There you go. As they're just kind of dancing around and trying to, like, yeah, come on, come on, and then just swing you all around. Definitely Elaine is just laughing, watching, like, go, Nissa! <laughs> Get me out of here! <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> you can disengage as a bonus action. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> you know what? But you can slip away after a moment if you want to. I, I'm going to go with it for a moment or two, and then I'll slip away. So, what would you guys like to do as all of this is happening around you? There is music playing as well. It seems like stringed instruments that just are trying to keep a lively tune. As the crowd here is very, very focused on, you know, the partying, do I think that I could maybe, you know, bring my mage hand out and, you know, maybe, maybe lift a coin, a coin first for me? It's possible. Make a quick perception check. Natural 20. Oh dear. Okay. So you're looking around, and I'm going to say, though, you you see a lot of little bags, but you realize they're not coin purses. And you're looking, and you don't... Nobody has a coin purse except for you guys. But you do see several rings, necklaces, and other jewelry on several people. I would like to maybe try take a ring off somebody. Mage hand? <laughs> yep. Roll first a stealth check. Okay. 17. Okay. Nissa kind of, she's being thrown about a little bit and dancing, and you guys kind of lose sight of her as all the dancing is happening, and the lights, and the cheering, and the music. Roll now a sleight of hand check, Nissa. 24. <laughs> okay. I'm going to send you a list later. It's a list. Nice. Oh boy. It's it's. I'm assuming you. How long are you doing this for? Not for very long to not kind of risk being caught, but okay. at least long enough to be able to get a few items. All right. What are the rest of you guys doing? You have lost sight of uh, Nissa, who at first sounded <laughs> shocked and surprised by the dancing, but then seems to be kind of like giggling and laughing and going with it, as far as you can tell. I don't know. I'm kind of torn between dancing. And like the like the dagger slash axe throwing stuff. I think that's what I would be drawn to, like those two things. Like that seems fun, but that also seems fun. Hmm. Luvin, what are you gonna do? Why don't we do both? Let's start with the game. Okay. We'll waddle over to them. So you guys are heading over. You're passing by there these are two separate platforms that are slightly off the center stage there. As you're going about, you do pass by the the Goliath figure, the eight foot tall one that is uh, slamming hands down on the table and just calling out challengers. As you pass by him, you get up to a booth where there's a, a tabaxi that seems to be running this and seems to, as you know, daggers are getting thrown, there's a kind of a bowl underneath these uh, three targets that seems to catch the daggers where you then see him continually casting a uh, mage hand that he goes, collects them, pulls them back to him, and then starts to hand them out to more people. 
takes you guys a few moments as there are several people kind of lined up, but you eventually get to the front of the line. And, ah, yes, three throws per person, yes. And he hands you each three daggers. Ooh. I'm a little moving. Would you like to go first, Mr. Throwy person? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he, he does just a little toying thing with one of the daggers. Nothing that would actually be dangerous. But there are going to be three attack rolls. You can do them one at a time if you want, or all at the same time. And the three targets that are there, one is at 10 feet, one is at 20 feet, and one at 40 feet. The first one is a five. So that one definitely misses. So I missed the easy one. You missed any of them. <laughs> uh, right. So you're, uh, which one were you going for? Let's say I went for the medium one. Okay, so you threw it, and it clangs against the post that the target is on, but about five feet lower, and just <laughs> clatters into the little tub that's underneath it. Alright, this time I'll try for the easy. No, you can get this. No problem. Just focus your sight. That time it's a nine. You <laughs> hurl it, and it clips the edge of the target, but then just falls and just miss it. I'm gonna go for the easy one more time. Three. No. <laughs> You hurl it, and it keeps going a little bit. And just, I, no problem, my friend. And, like, claps a hand on your shoulder. Next time, you do better, yes. And kind of just pats you on the arm. I see him snickering, like, this was actually a lot of fun, even though we completely miss each time. It's because it wasn't shaped like a potion. Exactly. Yeah, that's what it's like. <laughs> throws the potions. Should be able to throw a dagger. <laughs> My decks ain't that great. Those potions are an auto success of hitting. This is true. <laughs> All right. Yeah. It's like, yes, please, come. Come, come, come. And he's gesturing towards you, and then your turn. Okay. Uh, step up and uh, just kind of wait, you know, weigh the dagger in my one hand, and then I'm going to aim first for the short the short range one. All right. 24 to whip you it at the first one. hurl it with incredible accuracy, and it just digs into the dead center of the target. And he just claps, very good, yes, excellent, excellent. Just, thank you, and look to move in. See, see, chuck it. Got this. He's clapping. Okay, so I'll, I'll aim for the second. A 15 total to hit. So you hurl it, and it does sink into the target, not quite dead center, but you hit it solidly. I'm feeling confident. Feeling confident, guys. Excellent. Now will will our challenger go for the farthest target? <laughs> go, go, get it, yeah. get it, go. Get it. So, uh, because I don't back down from a challenge, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, square up. Let's see how atrocious this is gonna go. That's a disadvantage. Eight total. So you hurl it, and it digs into the post that the lost one is on but doesn't hit the target. I look sour now. I'm just like, mm. Oh, no, my I'll friend. Be back. And he kind of reaches in to a bag behind him and pulls out a, a small wooden token. Please come see me at the stables. And he holds it out. The stable, and he points farther north of you. Tomorrow, come see. I, I show you a creature that you have never seen before. Ooh. Ooh. I will take it, and then I will kind of unsure of myself, reach out and do the two fingers boop on the forehead. Ah, and he does it right back to you. <laughs> ah, yes! <laughs> I made friends! Yay! <laughs> and then just do like a polite kind of head nod. Thank you, uh, I'm Elaine. Ah, roots lost in song. <laughs> Freaking tabaxis. That's so scary. I will definitely stop by tomorrow and I'll take the, the wooden token and put it into one of my pockets. All right. You look at the token and it's an interesting symbol kind of carved into it that looks like a snout of some sort with sharpened teeth. Hmm. Okay. Well, on to the next thing, shall we, Luvin? Sure. Impressive, by the way. Nudges you. <laughs> Just kind of like nod. Well, I've had some practice chucking some daggers. All right, so you guys are walking out. You hear Roots Lost in Song. Just, next up, our next challenger. Yes. Nissa, you were working about. Since you weren't doing it for very long, you acquired what you did. <laughs> yes, yes. You can just see who you think is Elaine, head and shoulders above a few of the gnomes that you're dancing around. <laughs> I will dance my way over. <laughs> Oric, by this point, you would be just finishing... Okay. So, are you going to be heading over, or are you doing anything else? 
Well, so here's the question. Like when we were walking through the town, would I have gotten a sense of the various kinds of armor that uh, people might have been wearing around here? You see mostly studded leather, Uh but studded in bone. You see a few people who have metal, but not a lot. Okay, so I have a feeling that probably studded leather would sell better in this town? Yes. Okay, so I would like to try and refurbish one of those hide with like a silver to act as the equivalent amount of iron and refurbish one of the hides into a studded leather armor. So your ability works based on the value of the item, not the weight. So whatever you're doing has to be worth 45 gold. Okay. You can do it with three of the hide armor and the longsword to equal the cost of the studded leather. Three of the hide and and the longsword? Yeah. I mean, that would be the most exact at 45 gold. Okay. I'll have refurbished studded leather armor with a small symbol of a hammer hitting an anvil. Excellent. It is of excellent quality because I made it. It is of very nice quality and you feel the warmth of Yadamine in you. The presence is less than it was a year ago, but it's there. Perfect. So after I finish that, I would try and then go out and check out the festivities. Party, 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 party. All right. So you're on your way over. You see everything I just described with people partying and dancing and drinking and generally having a good time. Since you're a little bit higher up, you're able to spot Elaine and Leuven kind of moving towards and Nissa seems to quickly catch up to them. So what else would you guys like to do? The night is young. So what is the current dancing scene? There are all sorts of people dancing about. Several are just... Is there anybody square dancing? A couple. Nissa, go square dance. You go square dance. (laughs) (laughs) Why have I got to go square dance? I'm not your performing monkey. (laughs) I would definitely try to find like somebody who's doing not square dancing, not Josie doing. What about some kind of dancing competition? Do we see anything like that going? No competition. Okay. I'm going to try and just do some freestyle type stuff. Okay. So you just yeah. jump in on and try and do the best you can to, to match up with the dancing that's there. It'll be a performance. All right. Warwick, what are you doing, by the way? Finding the nearest glass of ale. <laughs> I mean, there are several nearest glasses of ale. What one that is available for me. You see just pouring and giving out, pouring and giving out. Like, as soon as you walk by, there's an ale, like, right by your face. Oh, I take it. <laughs> and then I drink it. How much are you guys drinking? A lot. A lot. As much as they keep yep. giving. Oh, I'm going to drink a good amount. Okay. I would like everyone to roll a constitution save. First, I'm going to take Luven's performance check. That's a 23 DM. Nice. Yeah, Luven's got some moves on him. All right. So, con saves. Nissa. Oh, no. 11. Elaine. 10. <laughs> Leuven. 14. Auric. 21. Cool. Auric, you're at the point where, like, you know, your face is a little flush, but it's been a good day. It's been a while since you felt this. Leuven, the world's a little shaky. <laughs> but you're having a good time. <laughs> Elaine and Nissa. Woo, you guys have so much fun. This good time. <laughs> Me people, good. I like them. Hey, hey, Elaine. Now you're going to dance? Now, now you're going to get on the floor? I was already dancing. Oh, my bad. <laughs> as, as she was dancing right next to you. <laughs> yes. Ooh. Oh, hi. With a crit fail on my performance. No. But you think you look good. <laughs> I look hot, guys. <laughs> you're not at throw up drunk, but you guys are... We're getting uh, enjoying ourselves. All right. The <laughs> night continues onward. So can you all roll a D100 for me? Oh, yeah. Oh. Elaine. 70. Did anyone else get in the 70s? I got 71. All right. So Elaine, Nissa. Yes. You both wake up. Oh, no. In very, it's very soft. Whatever you're laying on. And it's also in your mouth as you taste Hey, you realize you're in some stables, and you can see Anvil just kind of right by your head, Elaine, as you hear a couple of gnomish children just, hey, I, I think, yeah, no, like this. As your eyes start to open up, they're like, oh, and you just hear, 
very fast footsteps run off in different directions. And you both wake up, look at each other, and both of your faces have been drawn on. (laughs) Not good drawings, but it looks like a freakishly, like, tall stick figure on Elaine's face. (laughs) With, like, the legs all, like, googly, kind of spaghetti-like legs and arms, kind of all spread out to the side, but all across her forehead and face. Nissa, Oh, no. You just have lots of little spots all over your face. And then... Actually, Elaine, what languages do you know? I know Dwarven, Druidic, and Common. Okay. There's some writing on her head. <laughs> You're not sure what it says. Listen to me, I can't nope. read it. Great. I'm just going to look at her and just nod. That was fun. That was that was good times last night, huh? How, how did we get here? I don't remember. The last thing I remember was dancing with... I think it was one of those cat people. Uh, <clears throat> you, uh, you got drawing on you. You may or may not as well. Oh, great. It's okay. It's not, as far as I could tell, it doesn't look offensive. Uh, I guess I've woken up with worse. Uh, so as you say that, just biggest eyebrow raise, like, hmm? I mean, um... <laughs> <laughs> All right, Luvin, what did you roll? 48. You wake up on the floor of a tavern. You're not sure where you are. Looking around, you start to sit up, and there are two women in your bed. <gasps> but you're on the floor. <laughs> they have clothes. You have clothes. One's a tabaxi, the other's a wood elf. Okay. You don't remember how you got here. We're all clothed. You are all clothed, though. All right. <laughs> I will say, you don't feel like anything happened. <laughs> all right. He panics for a moment until he confirms that. Wow. Hi. Okay. Bye. <laughs> I'm out the door. I will say briefly, you're in the big child in a tavern. All right. Well, did we ever get our keys to our rooms? There's a key in your pocket. Do I know what room it goes to? The room you were just in. <laughs> No, I'm just going to walk out and start exploring the city. They'll leave eventually. Yep. Okay. Auric, what did you roll? I rolled an 11. You wake up, you are in a bed, and for a moment, you don't see anybody. Then you hear a, uh, a soft knock on the door, and it opens up, and you see a very large female furbolg. Older looking long, very droopy ears, uh, long curled gray hair, golden eyes. She is about seven and a half feet tall and pretty built. You see she has like a a small pipe coming out of her mouth and she's just, ah, good. You're awake. How are you feeling? Awake. Mm. You probably want to find your friends that you were at the party with, right? Uh, that seems like a good idea at this point. I don't quite remember getting here. Where is here, by the way? You're at This'll Do Nicely. Ah, well, I guess that'll do nicely. No, Thistle. Oh. <laughs> it's an apothecary that I run. You were not really paying much attention to things, so I thought that you might need a bed to sleep in. Uh, that's very kind of you. Yes. May Yadamin bless you for your kindness. Ah, please. Would you like some tea? Uh, tea would be lovely, although ale would be better if you have it. Ah, but tea wakes you up. Ale clearly puts you to sleep. Do you want to sleep more? <laughs> <laughs> no, I do have work to do. Very good. I will go get some tea. And she just steps out of the room and after a moment brings a pot and small cup and saucer, and places it on a little table right next to your bed. Feel free whenever you're ready. You're very kind. I will give you a discount if you come and decide to purchase anything at my store. Huh, thank you. That's much appreciated. What do you sell? I sell arms and armory, but we also have various potions for one of our other vendors that uh, is a partnership. Ah. Your potion friend might like to shop here. I have all sorts of herbs, components, and ingredients for different magical tasks. I will make sure that he's made aware of that. If you haven't met her yet, you should look to Adriel Elervir. She runs the Dazzling Knife. It's the only blacksmith in town. Hmm. I will have to check that out. I'm always looking to improve my craft. 
or improve other people's craft. Uh, my name is Arik. Uh, what be your name? Ah, Selasur Galarina. Actually, you said your friend does alchemy? Aye, that's correct. If you ever want to meet, I have a good friend named Evelios. He also does alchemy. Evelios? Where, where might he be? Oh, he's always a little out of town. He's a little, um, eccentric, but he does lots of good things. I actually haven't seen him in a while. Last time he, he was in town was, oh, almost a month ago. Is that normal for him to be away for so long? No. His town's a little bit away, and it usually is he is in once a ten day, but... Well, uh, if we come across him, I'll be sure to let him know that you're uh, thinking of him. Of course. What are you doing in Asentheos? You're clearly not from here. Uh, we were sent here on a mission to retrieve an item, but while I'm here, I'm planning on selling some of my goods in the downtime. Very good. Well... Let me know if I can help in finding this item. Do you know who has it? Do you happen to know an Egos Larentassel? She pauses. Huh, that's odd. My friend Evelios signed his name off something as Egos one time. I don't know Larentassel, but maybe that helps. Now, where did you say that this Evelios normally lives? Oh, a little ways out of town, a few miles out, just to the northwest. Oh, you've been very helpful. I appreciate this. Happy to help. I guess I will see myself out at uh, this point. You walk out. Nissa, Elaine, what are you guys up to? I'd probably be helping Nissa clean her face a little bit. I'm assuming we don't have a mirror readily available, but yeah, trying to help her like, oh, no, you missed a spot right here. You missed a spot right there. Like, nope. There's another spot. And eventually, like, if she keeps, like, missing it, just, like, do the, the mom lick my thumb and, like, squeak, 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 squeak. Ah, no, squeak. get off! No! <laughs> you can't go out in public looking like this. You're a mess. Um, I must say, there is water, so you could see your own <gasps> faces. Oh, oh could okay. I have looked first to see yes. if I know what the writing is? So it's in Gnomish. Yes. And it just says, dirty. You're a hot mess. Can't go out. And I mean, it's kind of true, but it's also really rude. <laughs> Where are those children? <laughs> they they ran. No, they ran not, very fast. Not gonna mess with the children. They're fine. But can't I just just can I just like mess with them just a little bit? I mean, come on, man. It's our own fault for getting drunk last night. Okay. You can't fault them for taking advantage of a situation that you know you you yourself would have. Uh, uh, you gonna argue that no. point? <laughs> okay. Fine. <laughs> so, did we actually get a long rest? You got a long rest. All right. Yay! Yay! So, you guys have all your stuff back because you passed out. <laughs> cool. <laughs> that was so much fun. So, Luvin, uh, as they're kind of cleaning up and Auric is drinking tea, do you just walk out into the tavern main area, or? So I, I. What what time of morning? Is it, it is morning. <laughs> like shop would be opening up soon. Shops are opening, yeah. Ah, uh, okay. As much as I might want to run away, I, I will just go um, sit down in a more secluded table of the tavern. You see the uh, the half orc chef kind of like rubbing his eyes, like, "Oh, what can I do for you?" Hi. Uh, some breakfast would be great. Of course. And he turns and heads to the kitchen. Takes him a few minutes. Comes out, gives you a plate of uh, eggs and bread. Thank you. Yes. Let me know if you need anything else. He nods and purposefully leaves a couple slices of the toast untouched. Like, we'll eat some of it, but if certain people that were in his room come downstairs, he's going to try and hide his face with the toast. (laughs) So as you put the toast to the side, like, oh, you know that custom already. Uh, what? You give food to someone else, or if there is no one else there, you give food as praise to Vumera. Oh, I wasn't familiar, but I will add that to my list. Uh. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's awkward interaction. He just starts to kind of turn, like, do you want any more food or anything to drink? Some some tea, please. Of course. I mean... Goes back into the kitchen. By this point, as he's coming out with the tea, are you guys heading back to the tavern or no? Yeah, yeah. I think 
after we got cleaned up, yeah. head back in. I'd probably head back there briefly to check in on everyone. All right. Since you were having some tea, Auric, you do get there about the same time that Elaine and Nissa were, and you see the half-orc uh, chef was putting some food and tea out for, for Leuven. He looks up at all of you as you're walking in with Elaine and Nissa a little red-faced, and like, you know, how you get when you're like scrubbing your face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you not stay here last night? We stayed somewhere? We stayed in town. Oh, good. Well, would any of you like food? I was giving some food to your friend. Yes, and I don't believe we caught your name yesterday. Ah, no, uh, Grendo. He then turns and goes to get you guys food. So he comes out with eggs and toast and sets it before you and adds some tea. Any nice buns? Uh, <laughs> as soon as he's like, well, I, I, can, I can cook something up. And he goes back and you can hear some... Pots and pans clanging in the kitchen. Grendo's. And he comes out with fresh baked buns. Uh, yes. And then goes about his business. <laughs> I really do like this place, guys. <laughs> Just saying. For so many reasons. Are we all sitting at the same table now? Yes, you guys are all at the same table. Purposely not sat at your table. I haven't been like, oh, that's Leuven. After a few moments, Leuven. You notice the two women kind of coming downstairs, kind of chatting to each other, and they just look towards you, wave slightly, and then continue to proceed out of the tavern. (laughs) Waves back, face a little flushed. For once, nothing to say. Just goes back to his food, puts his head down a little. Hey, 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 looks like somebody had some company last night. I did, actually. It was a very nice (laughs) furbo lady. (laughs) She served me tea in the morning. She happens to be the proprietor of the alchemy shop, which Luvin, I was going to tell you about, since we're here now. Uh, yeah, sure, you do that. By the way, nothing happened. I'm, I'm taken. So yeah, that didn't happen. All right, so go on. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> Although she did mention something interesting when I told her that we were looking for an Egos. She said that it might actually be her friend, Avelios, who hasn't been seen in a while. We should possibly look into that lead. Well, yeah, sure. As soon as we're done with our business here we should we should get on that oh i should also mention in case she stops by the shop i told her we would give her a discount in case i'm not there and you're running it okay uh you said a, a furball woman by the name of salazar gallerina i'll keep an eye out so okay so she said that she thinks her friend avelios might be egos yes interesting maybe we should look around in town first to see if there's an actual egos that we're looking for I agree, that's probably the prudent step. I suppose you two want to run your shop, though, so perhaps Nissa and I should go look for information? We can interrogate people in the square that just happened to come up to our shop. Selling things is just an added bonus. Okay. You should definitely market that collapsible table. I think it would be a hit. Aye, it might. As a player, I want to roll for insight, but Leuven wouldn't, so... May or may not be joking with him a bit. <laughs> Auric is totally convinced of his brilliance. Yep. <laughs> so I guess after we eat breakfast, do we want to start kind of uh, looking around the town and finding out some information? Or what do you guys think would be the next best step? I think that we could look around town. You and Nissa could and see if anyone has actually heard of an Egos. But so far, we haven't had any luck. Okay. I mean, I haven't yet, but I haven't really been... Asking on that. I was enjoying my evening. I imagine we all were. Okay. So, Nissa, is that okay with you? You and I kind of stake out and see if we can get more information. I'd also just like to see the lay of the land a little bit more. And, oh, and, and I'm going to reach in and pull out my, my wooden token. I need to stop by the stables. But I need to stop by and find uh, Roots Lost in Song. And I'm going to show them the, the wooden token. Apparently, I get to see an interesting beast never before seen. Ooh. I'm going to go to the stables first and redeem this token thing, I think. And then I'll go try to find information. On the back, it says not redeemable for cash value. <laughs> Limit one per customer. Yeah. Okay. So you're heading to the stables. Uh, Nissa, are you going with? I'll go with, yeah. Okay. Uh, Leuven and Auric, are you heading towards the cart? I'm going to head towards the cart and start opening up shop. I don't know if Leuven would want to go and check out the uh, alchemist or not. Well, you you want my help setting up there, boss? I, I don't need to. You can go and check it out, the alchemist, if you wish. All right. I'll be back soon, then. 
and he'll go to the alchemist shop. All right. So Nissa and Elaine will actually be able to get to the stables first, so we'll do that. You guys arrive at the building that was pointed out to you by Roots Lost in Song. And as you arrive, you enter into the room and it's pretty dark. And you see, you know, above the doorway, that same symbol that you saw on your your token. And as you walk in, you see it's a very plain room, a simple desk uh, kind of right by the entranceway, and then a door towards the back where you hear a lot of motion coming from somewhere beyond that. As you initially walk in, you don't see anybody. Okay. I would just kind of call out, uh, good morning. I'm looking for Roots Lost in Song. After a brief moment, you hear some, some lighter footsteps and see the old male tabaxi you saw before. Green eyes, uh, kind of dense patterned yellow fur across him, and a pretty lean build. He's uh, about the same height as you, actually, Elaine. Kind of was, ah, excellent. Please, please. Uh, you have the, oh, you brought your friend. Yes, please, I will show you. I am sure people like you that are not from the Cynthios have never seen such creatures before. Please, please. He just gestures towards the doorway that he just walked out of from the back. Okay, I would uh, offer up the token. He takes it, and he tucks it into a little little pocket. This is my friend Nissa. Ah, hello. And he he kind of uh, taps your uh, your forehead with two fingers, like, and again to you, Elaine. Please, thank you for coming to my my stables. This is where we keep our most interesting creatures and rides. We take very good care of them, but they're utterly fascinating creatures. Please, and he just gestures you further in. I'll look down to Nissa and like freeze brow, like, want to see this? I don't know what it is. Minor gulp, and then like, mm-hmm, yep, yep. Okay, and then I'll kind of step forward following him. All right. He starts to proceed down a small hallway, then uh, down the set of stairs that goes in a spiral down uh, what must be a very large tree. As he goes down, he hits the bottom and then comes out into a very large room with the roof being slightly um, like slatted open up into the air, which is like a partial roof as it extends across so that direct sunlight can still come in. And you notice that the way that the slats are, the light can come in either, you know, during the beginning of the day or at the end of the day pretty easily. You notice at the far end of the room, quite a ways away, several large wooden doors all spread out and across. And that's where you hear a lot of the commotion coming from. And he's like, yes, hold on, you stay here. And he just gestures towards the area that you're at, which you notice kind of as you are stepping down that there's a small dip down. Because the rest of the floor of this building seems to be about five to ten feet lower than the one that you are currently at. So he gestures you to stay and then hops down and walks over to one of the large doors all the way to the right and just inches it open a little bit and seems to slip inside for a moment. And after just a moment, you kind of hear a little bit of just like, yes, go, shh, shh, come, come, girl. Yes, no, it's okay. We are just showing you. Yes. And then as he slowly opens the door, you see he is riding on a bipedal creature with a long neck and head with very large, uh, sharp teeth. It is about six feet tall, a very elongated lizard-like body uh, with a long tail that extends outward. You see, actually, there are some slight feathers all across its head, its eyes on uh, either side standing out. You see uh, lizard-like scales all across its forms as it walks on its two hind legs, its two forearms kind of long, sharp talons as it kind of rushes out a small saddle strapped around it as it just rushes up and and stares at all of you kind of turning its head and just... Reflexively, I would take like a half step forward kind of to put myself not quite between me and Nissa, but definitely like to be the bigger thing in case it decides to <laughs> attack because she is small and snack-like. You do see there are reins attached to it that Roots Lost in Song seems to be holding. It's like, easy, yes, no, no, it's okay. And he's just like softly like scratching the back of its neck. That's, uh, that is quite a beast. Oh, uh, what? Please, Roots, what? Roots in- Lost in Song, what is this? creature dynonicus it has a smaller um a cousin yes that those those we have too they are inside but this one this is a mount we can use to ride across the lands its smaller cousin is known as a velociraptor question is as player to dm is it a beast it is a beast (gasps) what is it cr one 
You can study it now, though, or later. <laughs> I'm totally gonna be shape shifting it with these things. So as as it's kind of like moving it about, you're you're able to study it as it kind of moves and shifts its position. You see him kind of like he gets a a small rod with uh, what looks like a fake rabbit on it that he hurls in front, and you see it leap and charge and strike at it, and he pulls it away. So you're able to study it for a bit as he's kind of showing this thing off. Nice. I would, after he's kind of displaying things, kind of ask, is is it okay if I come down and, and maybe like pet it? I don't know if that's a appropriate, but I would like to interact with you it. You see more. him just scratching the eyes. She is in a good mood today. Yes, you can come forward if you want. <laughs> squeak! <laughs> little, little happy squeak from like a lane. <laughs> and I'm gonna like hop down and I'll offer like a hand to Nissa. Like, you coming? You coming? Uh. Because it's like ten feet down, so that's a that's a jump for you. I'm <laughs> um, I'm good. I'm gonna watch from here. You you go have fun. Do your thing. You do you. <laughs> you do, <laughs> you, do you, you, buddy. Cool. Then I would go over, and I would definitely like to using my uh, my special druidy druidness to be able to speak with animals and and mm-hmm. things. Like just kind of like you're pretty cool. Where do you come from? How's it going? You know, like. Calm conversation. Roll a general animal handling with advantage. 21. Okay. He kind of uh, starts to guide it up. And then you notice a moment like he seems to like be slightly surprised because it's being calmer than he thought. And it's more excited to kind of just see you. He's definitely not getting any sense of like, it wants to eat you. But it's like, oh, <laughs> it wants to come see you. So it kind of rushes over. like, hello. Oh, it talks back. Yeah. I was just, like I said, very casual conversation. Like, you know, we're. Where do you typically live? What kind of things do you eat? Here. Meat. <laughs> Such a conversationalist, Tony. Thank it's you. A, it's a beast. Low intelligence. This guy's... You also only get simple thoughts based off of this. So. Yeah. I'd also like to kind of convey to it that, um, like, I have no intention of, like, harming it or, you know, like, grabbing the reins or, the like, riding it. Just simple. One, two. I want to, f- like... Feel your feathers and your. You said yeah, feathers. I right? double checked it because it's okay. like, oh, the bigger cousin to the velociraptor who has feathers. I'm like, cool, it's got feathers. Yeah. All right. So, so yep. uh, when you say you don't want to harm it, you kind of get the sense of amusement because <laughs> it's kind of looking at you, no claws <laughs> that you can see. But no, he lets you pet it, okay. and you kind of get like a. Yep. <laughs> it turns, a little. Yes. A little. <laughs> It seems happy. Tony, how do we get one? Time. <laughs> how long do we need to spend in CPS to get one? One way to find out. Oh. All, right. All right. So I'm assuming you guys are just spending some time with uh, the dino. So I'm going to jump over to Leuven, who would be the second person to arrive at their place. Okay. So you arrive and you see a simple shop. As you walk into the shop that uh, Oric pointed out, you do see a sign that says, Thistle do nicely. As you walk in, you see all manner of jars that have all sorts of herbs and liquids and all kinds of components all across the walls. Wow. There's a point as you're kind of looking through, you see like in a small uh, case, like several feathers. You see several tarts. You see some script. Looking about, you're like, oh, these these are components for spells. He hasn't seen anything close to this since Alia, though. Wow. So, what are some of the rarer, more exotic components in here? Make a perception check. Okay. 18. You see what looks to be a, a small bit of some silvery liquid that's definitely nothing you've ever seen before. And a small, very, what looks like tightly sealed jar. Both of these, by the way, are behind the counter that just looks like smoke. Okay. After a moment, as you're kind of just looking around, you see... A very tall furbolg woman kind of come out, long droopy ears, long curled gray hair, golden eyes, kind of, oh, hello, how are you? Hello, I think you um, recently met my friend, Oric. Ah, you're the dwarf's friend, okay. Yes, I'm Leuven Cromdell, I extend a hand. She extends hers, and it almost like fully encompasses her, your hand. Celis, sir, pleasure to meet you. Thought I'd just, um... Come take a look around the shop. Uh, what are those? And I point to those those two substances behind the counter. Ah, mercury, and this is black smoke. It is used in powerful shape-changing spells. 
Huh. Both are? Yes, you need them both combined. For for shape changing, would that be like a, a, a creature changing shape or changing the shape of an object? These are more used in transforming a creature into another creature, but in a more permanent manner. Oh. What do, what do they sell for? What do you have to give? All the art. Paint her like your French women. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> no. I have several paintings. I can also craft a, a, a magical item of some sort at, at our at our shop. I do have a bit of gold. She kind of looks quizzically at you. Gold? What do you mean? Oh, you, you don't use gold coins here, do oh, you? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, we barter. We trade. All right. Well, d- does any of those other bartering items sound like something that would interest Perhaps. you? Perhaps. It is very rare to come across mercury. What sort of magic items do you mean? Let's see. Rummage through my pockets, pull out a few things. Well, I recently made a bag of holding. Ah. I hold that up. And you, you can you can fit a lot into it. She reaches under the counter, pulls out a bag, reaches under the counter, pulls out another bag, reaches under the counter, pulls out a third bag. Do you mean like these? She's just staring perfectly pleasantly at you. Yeah. Ah. I have them, but thank you. And she tucks them back under. They are very useful in acquiring alchemical and herbalistic items that you can use for the betterment of spells and other such arcane, druidic, or clerical capabilities. Is there a place you'd recommend for gathering items, alchemical components? Out in the woods to the north of here, there are many different items and ingredients. Usually it was... um, did. Did your friend Oric tell you of my friend Evelios? Yes, uh, Evelios did come up. He usually acquires such ingredients for me, so he knows where a lot of them are. He might be able to help you too, but your friend made me concerned for Evelios. I thought it was odd that he was not here for some time, but now I am concerned something happened to him. What do you mean? It is very strange that he hasn't been here in some time. Your friend brought up the fact that him not having been here in some time is strange. So I grew concerned that something perhaps is stopping him from coming in. Oh, well, I'll I'll let you know if I find him. That would be appreciated. He is, lives in a little house, just a little, a few miles to the northwest of here. Is it a town or? No, it is a house. Okay. Well, when we finish our business here in Asentheos, maybe we can go take a look. Okay, thank you. Please tell me if Evelios is okay. He usually thinks someone is after him, but I assume it's the animals in the woods, and being all by himself, I worry about him. Well, we'll definitely give him some company then. He was acting a little more um, paranoid last time he was in town. She's just kind of like staring... Up and off to the side, being pensive. Paranoid? About about being followed and watched? Yes, he usually thinks something's out to eat him. Well, that's not good. He lives out in the woods where there are many creatures. Fair enough. <laughs> Just smile softly. Well, I should be getting going soon, but I'm probably going to come back later if there's time. I, I, I just... It's so nice meeting other alchemists. Yes, it's good to meet you too. Let me know if there are any material components that you might need for any of your alchemical spell casting or otherwise. There was one thing I was curious about. So I've been able to harness alchemy into fire and acid substances. Yes. Uh, I'm wondering if, if there are other elements that I could do that with. I'm sure there are some. You would have to find creatures that naturally exude those kinds of elements, perhaps an elemental itself, in order to utilize their essence in the crafting of the items that you have. There are also perhaps certain plants deeper into the woods that you may be able to find that exude such elements, for there are certain fungi that do give off heat, which is how I am sure you craft your alchemical fire. Yeah, pretty much. It's self-sustaining now, but that's how I got started. Very good. All right. Well, thank you for the advice. Of course. Please stop by Thistle Do Nicely anytime. You have a good day. You too.
And you see her kind of like reach over and pick up a pipe and just start smoking slightly. Okay. Cool. All right. So jumping over to Auric, you arrive at your cart. Very exciting. The stables themselves are actually on one of the upper floors of uh, Essentheos. They're higher up than most other places. Things look fine. What are your plans overall? Just planning on opening up shop. Okay. So several different people are trying to figure out like, what are you doing? What's going on over here? As they're just inspecting your stuff. You do quickly learn as they're kind of like looking at your stuff, they don't have coin, but they offer you things. What kind of things do they offer? Some is artwork. Some seems to be different crafts that they've made, but things like a chair or (laughs) a stool. Not doing it for me. No. (laughs) So do I quickly realize that this is not going to be a fruitful endeavor? For now. Uh, early in the morning, you realize, like, okay, maybe, maybe not right now. Maybe, maybe when you show them something really good, like a collapsible table. Well, uh, I'm assuming you have your studded leather. Yes, out. I would have that out on display. As you're there, fairly early in the morning, you see an older female wood elf, cropped straight auburn hair, brown eyes, somewhat sunburned looking. Face is is flush with a familiar kind of flush that you're used to being in front of heat for so long. As she's kind of walking by, she looks over and just, Are you a blacksmith? I I am. She smiles. I have not seen another blacksmith in these parts before. I thought I was the only one. And she's just staring at all of your things. Ah, you practice the trade? Aye, a little. I do not know much, but I try to do all that I can. Aye, by the grace of Yadamin, I have worked very hard at my trade. I'm always happy to show other aspiring blacksmiths the finer points of it, and to teach them about Yadamin along the way. I do not know much about Yadamin, but... Hold my beer, let me tell you. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to learn whatever you can teach me. The only good metal armor that I saw was several days ago in the woods. I have not seen such beautifully crafted pieces before in my life, and I've tried to replicate them, but... Oh. What, now, what is this that you saw in the woods? Oh, it was a figure off in the distance, in full plate mail. Go on. Yes, he <laughs> traveled the woods. I saw... I, I, I was stunned. It was so beautifully crafted. It was maybe a couple hours north of here. He was simply traversing the woods like he was looking for something. I went to go approach him, but... I heard the orc's footsteps and hid. By the time I came out, he was gone. You said this person was up to the north. Yes. Hmm. I may be having to head out that way soon anyways. I'll be sure to keep an eye out. Can you tell me anything else about it? Oh, it was like the light shined directly off it. It seemed to glow of its own radiance. It had slight spikes off of the shoulders. The gauntlets themselves seemed perfectly formed and fitted onto the hand with sharp points on the tips of the fingers. So, question to the DM here. As she's describing this to me, can I tell what the source... Like, is this in the style of, like, a dwarven craftsman or a gnomish craftsman or something like that? Roll intelligence plus proficiency. Yes! That was a natural 20 on the die. So, 22. I know my craft. So, because of the natural 20 specifically... Based off the description, the thickness of the plates and how she's describing everything, you know it's dwarvish, but it's of a very ancient style and one that you've only read about and never seen yourself. Specifically, because it's not just dwarvish, it's duragar. Oh. Which, usually, duragar make items that are just, you factory make them, you make it, spit it out, make it, spit it out, you're going for quantity. But the manner in which she's describing this sounds like it is Duragar in style, but Dwarven in attention to detail that you would give an item. Hmm. Yeah, so this would definitely pique my interest. Because Dwarves and Duragar don't get along. No, they hate each other. Yeah. So how would Dwarves normally regard, like, Duragar craftsmanship or something like that? Usually because it's cheap. The idea Mm -hmm. is you just get quantity out. Can I make like an insight check to see if I'm being told a story that I want to hear? Go for it. 
16. The absolute awe and wonder as she's describing this make you think it's legitimate. Hmm. That's very unusual. I can't say that I've heard of anything exactly like that before, but you've definitely piqued my interest. Perhaps you can find it. I'd love to see it again, or, or the person who wears it, or the person who crafts it even. I can, I can show you where I saw it last, if you wish. At least point you in the direction. Aye, that'd be a great help, if you could. Yes, um, and she's thinking for a moment. If you travel two miles, no, five miles to the north, there is a small hill with um, no, no trees on it at all. If you circle around it, there is a, a small opening down that way that leads to these, these old ruins. I saw him near there. I make note of this. So you said that you're a blacksmith yourself. Are you, you live in this town? She goes, oh, yes. I, I work at the, the dazzling knife. I, I do not make much, but I craft daggers and arrows and whatever studded leather that the guards are willing to, to barter with me for. Ah, I've heard of your story from the furbolg lady running the alchemy shop. She brightens up. You did? Oh, thank you. I'm... I am so glad. Salazar is very nice. I've noticed that they don't seem to carry a lot of coin in this area. Oh, no. Whatever metal I can find, I usually find near the ruins. But most people here uh, barter. We do not pay. That's, that's a foreign concept to a dwarf like myself. <laughs> Probably why there are not too many dwarves here. Well, do you have any other work around here? I do not have much on me but i i do have and she slowly draws a dagger from her back this is one of the more recent items that i crafted and she just kind of shows you a little bit it's good but from your initial look of it and everything she's definitely still getting there in the design the dagger will work perfectly fine and there's nothing really wrong with it but you notice slight imperfections like in how she hammered the metal and how she got everything folded and set perfectly functional dagger, but not as good as a craft as you usually do. Ah, I see what happened here. All right, tell you what I'll do. Since you shared that wonderful story with me, I'm going to give you a few tips. And then I'm going to start closing up the shop because I get the feeling I am not going to be really selling any of my wares. So I will, I want to close up the shop and then uh, walk with her to her place and Basically, have her go through how she does her blacksmithing and give her pointers and whatnot. Okay. I'll leave them a note saying, went to blacksmith shop. <laughs> oh, by the way, yes. Tony, would I have been able to ask for the dino's name? Sure. He calls her Blades of Grass. Okay. So by about this point, you guys would be walking out and Leuven would be leaving too. He'll be heading off. Do me a favor. Leuven, Elaine, and Nissa all make perception checks for me. Leuven? Natural 20, so 21. Elaine? 15. Nissa? 11. I'm going to say, Leuven, you're the only one that notices. So as you're kind of walking out of the shop and, and saying goodbye, and as you were looking at everything and examining all that, you were walking out, you notice a something that you realize is, is weird in this town, a figure cloaked in all black. And you notice he's kind of staring towards the shop that you were just exiting from. He's kind of a little ways back. You you realize as you were coming out of the shop, you were looking around at everything and just taking it all in still. And as off of the corner of your eye, you kind of notice this. And at first, probably would have just like, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, dark cloak. And then but nothing else here is dark. Mm-hmm. It's all colorful and bright. Then the cloak's just the, the cloaked figure is just standing there staring at Seems the Seems to be kind of trying to look. Like, he's approaching the shop and looking kind of towards the windows. Cloak pulled low. Very thin figure, from what you can tell. Because the cloak, uh, the actual robe around him seems to, with the breeze, kind of, like, pick up. But you notice, like, there's almost no figure beneath it. Like, you see that they have, you know, his feet and he's physical. But while it's a, a fairly, you know, normal-sized robe, it as the wind moves, you see way too much movement. So the figure itself must be incredibly thin. Huh. I'll... Wave toward the figure. Hello. There is initially no response. It just seems to be kind of its hood staring towards like whatever windows the shop has. Uh, so I'm standing right now in the middle of a crowd. Are there other shops nearby? 
No. This shop is fairly large overall, and it's a little bit away from everything else. Not very far away. There's a few people kind of wandering by, but there's not a ton. I'm just going to lean back against a wall and start just rummaging through my things casually. Just looking in. Circles. Goes to the other side of the building. Starts looking in over there. You're doing anything else? I'm going to just do my best to take a mental image. And as soon as the figure leaves, I'm just going to try and paint it. Okay. There's a brief moment as it's kind of staring in. You see a very thin arm with a completely white skinned hand with four fingers begin to move about another hand. Four fingers also begin as if casting a spell, a third hand and a fourth hand. And then as it begins to move its hands about, it suddenly vanishes from sight. And that's where we're going to leave it for today. (gasps) No! Ah! Ah! Donnie, four arms? What is this nonsense? Hey, thank you all for listening. Please share this with your friends and follow us on Twitter at Rules As Written or check out our website, dndraw.com. And feel free to email any questions to the DM at dm at dndraw.com. Also subscribe and leave us a review or comment anywhere podcasts are found. And please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash dndraw. And may Yadamin always keep your hammer honed.